I had to be my own, the maker of my own happiness. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this would make me happy. And I couldn't worry about if it, if it didn't make other people happy because this was about my career. This is about my future and I needed to do it for myself. That's Stephanie. She's telling us about how she had to make a scary decision and ultimately weigh how it affected people that she worked with and how she had to decide that it wasn't about them. It was about her. In this interview, we go really deep into happiness and having to choose between staying in our comfort zone or taking the first step to make real change happen. This is episode six. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Hey, Burned In Teachers, welcome to the Burned In Teacher podcast. One part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. In today's interview, Stephanie shares with us how sitting down with me and me questioning her and her story and asking her why she hadn't taken action actually got her wheels turning and she started actually looking for change. You'll also hear her talk about how she had a lot of internal struggles about whether or not this was the right move for her and how she ultimately decided that taking that first step was something that she's so happy that she did. On a side note, I want to apologize for the sound. When Stephanie and I first started this interview, I wasn't quite sure about the mic position. But close to about halfway through the interview, we finish up the interview another day and the sound is much better. With that being said, let's listen in. Hey, everybody. I'm really excited for you to meet an excellent teacher and actually a really good friend of mine. Her name is Stephanie. She's been married for 12 years. This is her 13th year of teaching. She has taught sixth grade, second grade, and is now a talent and development coordinator at her school. She has two beautiful girls, Scarlett and Kenzie, and she is here to share her burned out and burned in story with us today. So, hey, Stephanie, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm excited to be here with you tonight. Oh, my gosh. Me, too. So tell us a little bit about, and I know you and I have talked before, uh, Stephanie was actually one of my burned in interviews back, oh my gosh, over a year ago. And we had a really great discussion. So maybe some of that will come up again, but will you tell us a little bit about, you know, your burned out story, when it started and, you know, how it felt and how you knew that there was something that needed to change? Yeah, sure. Well, I would say probably about, I've been teaching, this is my 13th year, and I would say probably about three or four years ago, I started kind of feeling the tug that I was, you know, getting a little bit restless and feeling like I needed a change. I kind of felt like I was not really wanting to come to school in the morning, not like I didn't love the kids and love being there, but just the grind of it all was getting to me. I felt like I could never get caught up, and I. some other people may feel like this, but I, I felt like as a teacher, I could have stayed at school 24-7, 
and never finished everything that I needed to do. And um, it was starting to get almost a little bit depressing for me. Um, I was having a little bit of trouble sleeping. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Not being able to shut my mind off. I'm just feeling like that that list of a thousand things to do was just um, on a reel in my head all the time and I couldn't shut it off. So on top of feeling a little bit down, like I couldn't get caught up at work, I also was, I was tired because I just couldn't shut my brain off all the time. And I have two um, girls and they were just getting to the age where they were starting to get active in things and sports and, and so I couldn't stay at school every day until five or six o'clock at night because I had responsibilities and I have a husband that travels for work. Not a lot. He's a great help. I love him, (laughs) but it was starting to feel like I just was on a hamster wheel and I couldn't get off of it. I was just spinning and spinning. But I really didn't think, honestly, I didn't think I could change anything. You know, I just felt like I was stuck on that wheel. But I, I, but looking back, I think probably like three or four years ago was really when I really started feeling like I was kind of spiraling down. So can you tell us a little bit about that? You said three or four years ago is when you started feeling that feeling of what you maybe thought could be burnout. You felt like you were on that hamster wheel. So did you seek out any support at all? Did you talk to anybody? Did you do any research online or anything to help you to try to find some solutions? No, I, I really didn't think at that point that it was burnout. I, I didn't recognize it. Um, I just thought that I was busy. Um, I talked to Jason, uh, my husband, a lot about how I was feeling and he, you know, listened and he encouraged me, um, to try to make a change, but I don't think I ever believed that I actually could do anything about it. I also felt like I talked a lot to my other teachers. We all talked about how we felt because I think a lot of times we get together to vent about things, which I think is good to have people that you can vent to. Um, because sometimes you're just frustrated and you need, you need to get it out. But I also felt like a lot of times it wasn't going anywhere. Um, and I, we were just complaining about things. And at that point, just, I wasn't getting anywhere. And when I met with you about a year ago to do our, um, interview for your blog, you were asking me lots of questions and I just felt like it was a very normal interview Um, Nothing really seemed off. We were just talking about our jobs, but it was really when, when you sent it to me and I reread my answers, I thought to myself, wow, that sounds like a girl that is really unhappy in her job. And that was really not the way that I wanted to feel about teaching. Mm -hmm. And it made me really sad. And I started to reflect on what it was that I really loved about teaching, what I didn't love about teaching. Could I make a change? Um, My words sounded so sad and defeated, and I just really didn't want to feel that way about my job. So really it was right then and there that I realized that I needed to seriously consider making a change. For me, it started um, really with praying about my path, and I started just really asking myself questions. I remember journaling about it. I started writing down things. 
about my job I loved, things about my job I didn't love, and I, I, but I wasn't really sure where to go or what to do. But that ple- that seed was just planted in my head that something's not working, mm-hmm. and it was really then that I recognized that I was I was burnt out and I really needed to do something or I was going to find myself on a very unhappy path very quickly. And I also started noticing those conversations that I was having having with teachers again. Everyone was feeling that way, but none of us were doing anything about it. There's moments to be upset and to vent about things, but then you have to ask yourself, what can I do to make things better? Who can help me make a change? Otherwise, you're going to be upset all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have any actions, you're never going to get any results. So I started to try to find a way to not get sucked into all that and, and focus on things that were good and what I was going to do to change things. So I'm so interested in hearing like you having that revelation about yourself, you know, what it is that then you realizing the conversations you were having with everybody in that you know, I, I've talked before about, you know, there's a difference between finding a shoulder to cry on and finding support. So where did you start seeking actual change and support? Well, I started talking to my husband first mm-hmm. about what I could do. What were my options? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I even went so far as Googling what things, I, I don't know if anybody else has done this out there before. But um, what things can I do with a teaching degree? Oh, I think, oh, oh my goodness. So Stephanie, you and me both, I, I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. And I think our listeners too, I think can probably relate to that as well. So you started there. Then what was next? Well, and then my revelation was, okay, none of these jobs are going to give me my summers off and my breaks with my kids. And none of these jobs are going to allow me to be at school where my kids are because I teach at the same school that my kids go to. And that was just such a bonus for me. So I felt like I needed to find out, figure out how it was going to work for me at my school because I love my school. I just was kind of stuck in a rut and I, mm-hmm. I needed, I needed to get out of my rut. And a couple years ago kind of had been thinking about um, the gifted and talented program at our school my daughter has been part of that program since she's been in kindergarten, and I've just always been really interested in high-ability kids, and the teacher that was doing it at the time, I knew she was getting close to retirement, so actually, not this past year, but the year before, I wrote it down, just, you know, something that was, I guess so even you could say the seed was planted a little bit before that, but I wrote it down as something I might be interested in in the future to my boss. But nothing ever came of it. And I, I know that at that point, I was not brave enough to make the change. I would have probably turned it down. It wasn't till I really talked to you that I was that I was convinced that I could do something different. And it was really my own words, I think, that really struck me more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had the idea that maybe that was something that I wanted to do. So I prayed about it. Um, I talked to Jason about it, and he thought that it would be a great change for me. That same year, just a a few months after I had um, talked to you, I found out that the teacher that had that job was going to retire. So then really reality set in that it actually could be a possibility. And my principal called me into her office and asked me if I was really interested 
And I talked to her about how I was feeling and that I was feeling burnt out and that it seemed like I needed a change. And she was really amazing. I know that some people have trouble with their principles sometimes, but mine overall is a really, really helpful and a great listener. Um, she told me that she had also felt that way in her career and that she fully supported me. She told me that she decided there was a point where she decided that she wanted to do something else and make a change. She saw me in the same position that she that she was in at one time, and she thought that I should go for it. Had you mentioned before this meeting, had you mentioned anything to her before that? I had written it on my form a while back, but she had never brought it up to me. Okay. So I think she maybe I was interested in it, but honestly, I would have I wouldn't have done it at mm-hmm. that point. It was just, it was just something that I wrote because you can always write on your intent form if you're maybe interested in something else if it would ever open up. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think I would have done it at that point. You said you were afraid to make the change. What what scared you about possibly making that change? Even though you knew you were ready for something else, what held? What do you think at that point would have held you back? Oh my gosh, everything. <laughs> I was afraid that I would fail, that I wouldn't be good at it. I was afraid that I would get into the job and I would immediately regret it. And I wouldn't be able to go back to the grade that I was in because it had my, I taught second grade and it hadn't been open in nine years. Mm -hmm. So I just knew if I did it, that it was going to be, that's where I was going to be for a while. And it was possible that if there were no other jobs in my, if I hated it and there were no other jobs in my building open, that I wouldn't have a job. And that was really scary to me. I don't think my principal ever wanted to lose me. I think she would have tried to do everything she could to keep me. But that was always in the back of my mind. I have a big personality and I'm a people person. And this job is very, um, you're just doing it pretty much by yourself. Um, This job in, in another school district in our area, there's a few other teachers that do it, but I would be the only teacher that would that would be doing it at my school. So that was also really scary before I had two other people that I could depend on to help me develop our curriculum and our lessons and things like that. And it was all going to be on me. Mm -hmm. And that was very scary for me. Yeah, that's a big change. So, so when she sat you down and talked to you about this, what was your initial reaction? I was a mixture of excited and terrified at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I asked her if she would give me two weeks to think about it and not knowing if I would really be able to say yes at the end of the day, because even though I still recognize burnout, I was still scared because it, it was just such a, a different job, such a big change. Mm-hmm. And I knew everyone was going to be very surprised that I was going to do it. And I was afraid that my teaching team was going to be upset with me and, which was which didn't end up being the case. They were all so very supportive when that I was, decided I would do it. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So how did they react? So they were happy for you. They were very sad that I was leaving mm-hmm. because we all brought something different to the table. So I think they they thought, oh, well, Stephanie does this does this. How are we going to fill that? Mm-hmm. But they have a new person and they're doing awesome. So. It all ended up working out, but they were initially sad, but very, very supportive of my decision. Mm-hmm. And I think they were excited for me because they told me that they thought I would do a really good job. And my 
I would be seeing their kids for, for the gift and talented program at our school. And they were excited to see what I was going to do with it is what mm-hmm. they told me. Mm-hmm. So I, and my principal was great. She has trusted me to develop um, what I've wanted to do there. I've gone to visit other schools and gotten ideas. So everyone was just so amazing. I was afraid to tell my teaching assistant too, because she teaches with me 25 hours a week and I was leaving her as well. Mm -hmm. And she ended up, she kind of felt the same way. Like she was ready to move on. And so we both were relieved, even though we were such good friends, she moved on to do something different and I moved on to do something different and it just all worked out. It's just funny how, you know, everybody's kind of, they have ideas in their head, but they're worried about, you know, hurting someone else's feelings or feeling like they're abandoning someone else. But, you know, it's kind of funny just how things really do end up working out for the better for everybody. Right. And let me tell you this. When I sat down at the end of the day to make the decision, Mm -hmm. there were two sides. On one side, I really, really wanted to do it. I really wanted to do it. I really wanted to give it a go. Yes, I was scared and nervous. But I really wanted to give it a go. And on the other side, all of the reasons on my not list were about other people and how it would impact other people and how other people, it would make other people feel. And I'm a very big people pleaser. But I decided at the end of the day that I had to do this for myself. And I had to stop worrying about making everybody else happier or if it was going to impact not if it was going to impact other people, because I, of course, I care about other people, but I, I had to be my own, the maker of my own happiness. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this would make me happy. And I couldn't worry about if it, if it didn't make other people happy, because this was about my career. This is about my future. And I needed to do it for myself. I am so, so glad you said that. Like, I don't know if you can see me on the other end of the camera yet, but I'm like, my head is like nodding like crazy because we as teachers, we feel so guilty about how our decisions affect other people all the time. And we spend so much time worrying about other people that we forget that we have to put ourselves first sometimes, you know, back in uh, episode three with Kim Strobel, she said, we have got of course have to be givers and we have to of course think about other people that's our job but we have to put ourselves first sometimes and what's best for us I'm so so glad that you said that you inevitably clearly decided that this was the choice for you so tell us about your current reality how are things going Are, are you are you really glad you made the decision are there things that you miss tell us about how things are going now well, no, I lo- I absolutely love it. I am only in to the very end of September, mm-hmm. but I I mean, most of the summer I was terrified. And then I'll have to tell you this is this is kind of geeky of me, but I it's super exciting. <laughs> I think I was going to teach robotics with someone else at my school, which is totally out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I am not a super techie person, but I just decided that this was something that sounded interesting. And something that I thought that the kids in my program would be interested in. So I decided I had to do it. And I went to a Vex Robotic conference this summer. And that was so super exciting and inspiring. And at that conference, that was the first time in a long time I'd been super excited about something in education. And it was something that I was going to take to my new job. 
So I got, I just got really pumped up right after that, and I got really excited about my job. And I just and I started diving in and looking into project based learning and looking into different types of STEM activities and coding and problem solving and how I could bring all of those things into my program with these kids. And it got me really excited. So I am absolutely loving it. I'm seeing grades K through six right now. I am seeing grades like three through six right now. I'm pulling small groups of about 12, 10 to 12 kids. Mm -hmm. And the kindergartners and second graders were just wrapping up NWEA testing right now. And once I get their data, I'll start pulling them. But I've been able to get into their classrooms and do lots of different fun activities with them. So I'm getting to know all of the new kindergartners, all the new first graders, all the new second graders. I'm working with all these teachers that I had worked with before, but never collaboratively like I am now, which is really cool. And I, I am loving it. I, I could just go on and on about it. So you and your passion and your excitement that I'm hearing right now. Let's say Stephanie from September 23rd today could mm -hmm. talk to September 23rd, Stephanie, 2017. What would you say to her? I would have told her to go for it. Sometimes all we need to do is just take one step. If you do nothing, nothing's ever going to change. And if you can just take one step, I know that it's scary, but sometimes that one step is amazing. You know, some of the scariest things in our life are the most rewarding. When we have, when we got married, when we had our kid, anything you do that's worth, that's worthwhile in your life, I think is scary at first, because a lot of times it's a, it's a new change. Are you but trying I, to make me emotional right now? Is that what you're trying to do? I'm like tearing up over here, Stephanie. <laughs> it's so yeah. true. It is, it, you know, and a lot of times we're terrified because we're afraid but the best things in life, a lot of times, have come with just taking that one step towards something new, and it can be the best thing that ever happened to you. I don't, I don't really think that my story is done yet. I think that I will do this for a while and maybe do something else. I, I'm not itching to do anything new anytime soon, but now that I've seen that I can do other things and that change is good... I'm excited to see what happens for me in the future. I'm so glad to hear you say that because now you've opened up this door of opportunity that you know that you really do have other opportunities, you know, and that you're, I'm so glad you're enjoying your experience now and you're so excited, you're clearly excited and passionate about what it is that you're doing. But you know, I, even though we're, we're in our thirties, right? Like we can we continue to grow and change and seek growth. And you've recognized that now as not a bad thing. It's not because you're a bad person or a bad teacher. It's just because we grow, we change our desires to impact change. Um, so if you could offer one piece of advice to a teacher that's clearly going through burnout or someone who you have just noticed in your building or in another, you know, just someone that either comes to you or you just notice is not feeling happy, excited, passionate like you are. And they're just, they're looking for something. What is it that you would tell them? I think I would tell them the same thing that I said just a few minutes ago. I think that 
to not be afraid and just to take the first step. Because I think that's all we can do is to take one step and to try to try to take a step towards changing, even though it may be scary. Couldn't agree more. Stephanie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with us. I really appreciate your insight and your advice. Yes, you're so welcome. I don't know how insightful I am, but I you feel are. like those are probably going through a lot of the a lot of the same things that I have gone through. Mm-hmm. Just talking to other teachers. So I think that's also good. Just to talk to other people. And I have to thank you because you were really the first person that made me and I didn't even when I met you I didn't really even know you that well but you believed in me and you made me feel like I could I could do something else and you questioned me well if you're not happy why don't you do this or and I and I think that we all need somebody like that in our lives to some maybe shake us a little bit when we're (laughs) when we're stuck yes I, I agree. And thank you very much for that. I'm just, I'm so lucky to know you, not just as a teacher, but as a friend. So thank you so much for agreeing to talk with me. I just love Stephanie's honesty and her clear passion for what it is that she's doing right now. So my key takeaways and tips are these. She loved her school. She had a great team and principal, but she seriously had a deep desire for change. And she didn't realize it until sitting down and actually hearing the way that she was sounding and the words that she was saying during that first interview that she and I had together. And I just admire so much her acknowledgement of that need for change. So she made it known that change was needed. She told her principal. She talked to her husband. She wasn't ashamed with the fact that she needed change. She also had reservations about leaving her team and thought that she would make them mad, but it actually turned out to be fine. She acknowledged that it may be hard, that she had to do what was best for her, but she knew that for her ultimate overall happiness, that a change had to be made. And it was scary. She said it many times that the change was scary, but she's so glad that she took that step. So here are my tips. Think about your options within your school, within your district, within your wheelhouse of talents, or within the degree that you have. Talk to others about it. Ask their opinion, or just tell them that you want to change and that you're looking. And then think about what are you passionate about, or what are you really good at? What do you have questions about? What kind of sounds just cool to you to try? And where are those possibilities? Are they within your school? Is it a change that could come within a year or are you even looking for something to come that quickly? For Stephanie, it seemed to work out really well that she had acknowledged that she needed a change and that position opened up within a year of her making that decision. I love how at the end of the interview, Stephanie says that she doesn't think her journey is over, that she's really happy where she is now and she doesn't see herself making a change out of this position for a while, but now she knows that there are opportunities all around her and all she has to do is take that one step. My biggest tip from all of this is acknowledge your desire for change. Don't ignore it because it's going to grow. It's going to evolve. It's not going to go away just by you ignoring it. So I'll see you next week for another episode of the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until then, take a deep breath. You are your own hero. And you just took another step into becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.